Hi, hello, and welcome back to Healthish. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm also the digital editor at Body and Soul. This is the second of our two-part series with Dr. Libby Weaver. So if you haven't yet, I'm going to aggressively suggest <laughs> that you pause here, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with her because she had some genius things to say. In today's ep, we cover the fastest, easiest, and the cheapest way to bring those stress levels way down. Okay, so given what you've just said, what are some of the ways that we can apply this practically to our lives? And, you know, with the new year upon us, like this is, if we're feeling motivated to change our habits, this is a good time to do it. But how can we support our adrenals and our stress responses via food and lifestyle? So things other than mindset, which obviously is is the start point. <laughs> So yeah, other than mindset, uh, the, the first thing I would say to that is to become incredibly aware of how you breathe. So most people, if you look around a, an office, a lot of the adults just breathe in a short, sharp, shallow way, and it's only the upper part of their chest that moves. And that's adrenaline, one of the stress hormones driving that. So even though you're sitting there at your desk, and you are perfectly safe, your body is not getting that information. And remember a moment ago, I said, your body responds to the information you give it. So when your body is producing that adrenaline and you're breathing in that way, you're just perpetuating that whole stress response and asking your adrenals to stay switched on producing those stress hormones. So the reason that the way we breathe has such a big impact is so if you, if you watch a little baby breathe, they breathe in and out through their nostrils and their little belly goes up and down. Mm -hmm. So when they inhale, the belly comes out and they exhale and the belly goes back towards their spine. So when we breathe like that at, at any age, including when we're adults, you communicate to every cell in your body that you're safe because you would never be able to breathe. You would never breathe in that way if there really was a tiger coming out of the jungle at you. Mm. So I, I think this is why things like yoga have become really mainstream these days because I feel like the universe always gives us um, an offering that's the opposite kind of to what's unfolding and to the way a lot of people are living and the yogis have known forever how great yoga is but the breath practice of that it doesn't have to be yoga it can be meditation it can be tai chi you can if you're sitting at a desk um, you might notice every hour on the hour as the clock flicks over on your computer you just think I'm going to do 20 long slow breaths so it's it's bringing and initially my goal for people is just for them to become breath aware because eventually you start to breathe diaphragmatically with a lovely long slow exhalation you breathe you, when you start to breathe diaphragmatically as a as a general way that you exist you then really notice when you've come out of it so you catch yourself in the act, but you've mm. got to kind of retrain it. Mm. You've got to retrain yourself. So that's the first thing I'd say is to become breath aware and really practice slowing down your breathing mm -hmm. uh, and particularly extending the length of the exhalation. It's so important. That lowers stress hormones faster than anything we currently know about. Really? Uh, and then, breathing yeah. more, than, more so than anything else you can do. Massages, Any, going for a run, glass of wine, all of that. Yeah, the breath, the breath, because it's the own. There's a part of our nervous system that we can't access with our, with our thinking brain, with our conscious mind. So it's called the autonomic nervous system, and there are two branches to the autonomic nervous system: the sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight response, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest, digest, reproduce arm of the nervous system. And when we're in the fight or flight response, because we've got a lot of 
circulating adrenaline because of all the coffee we've had or because of uh, the 600 unopened emails, whatever it is. <laughs> you can't just sit there at your desk and go, oh, just chill out, man. I know, you, I know you, my heart's racing and things feel really intense and everything feels urgent. You can't instruct it with your head for it all just to settle down because your hypothalamus in your brain and your pituitary gland in your brain, they're looking into your blood and seeing all that adrenaline and that only means one thing to, mm. to, to them which is danger. So mm. they're going to keep you in hyperdrive so that you're ready to get out of the danger. Mm. Whereas, and so the only way we can actually get in and switch ourselves from that sympathetic uh, nervous system activation, once we're in that, the only thing we can do, the only way we can do it is to uh, change how we're breathing because that will communicate to that part of the nervous system that we're saying. It's mind-blowing that it's that powerful. That is Really interesting and so easy and free also. I mean, this is something that we can we all um, own. We we own our lungs, we own our body mm-hmm. and that it's something that uh, doesn't require a whole lot of practice or study or any of that jazz. Exactly. And another thing that's free <laughs> that can make a really big difference to our adrenals and some people will want to block their ears when I say this, I'm, I am so, so sorry that the, the biological action of caffeine in a human body is to lead to the production of adrenaline. And, and, and that's fine for some people, whereas for others, they're already making a lot of adrenaline because of how they think, because of the things they worry about. And sometimes, you know, one or two coffees can lead them into a really uncomfortable place. So as this new year is unfolding, I just, I really think it's a great thing to check in with ourselves with our caffeine habits and just think, do I need to cut back? Do I need to take a break? I'm curious to see what life's like without it. You might mm. suffer for three days with a headache, so maybe do it on the weekend. But And you don't have to go without it. But a lot of people, you know, d- they just don't realise the effects that the overconsumption of caffeine is having on them. And there's no hard and fast rules with amounts. It's very different for each person. So I just think it's a really good thing to pay attention to. Yeah, I think that's something that we all can so easily um, get addicted to without realising. I'm so guilty of that. It's not funny. But I, I have noticed when I've cut out caffeine, I just feel a lot calmer and a lot more focused. It's, um, it's unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure. And uh, we thank you for your, your wisdom as always. It's a pleasure, Ali. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Libby and hope that it reminds you to take a moment to breathe properly at some point today, slowly and like a baby, as she says. If you're feeling generous, please be a pal and rate, review and subscribe. It means the absolute world to us. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.